Welcome to the Beyond the Perimeter podcast. Podcast. The podcast where we discuss everything security. Each week, we cover the latest and biggest breaches to hit the news and talk to different security experts to learn about their experiences in the security industry. It's time for Beyond the Perimeter podcast with your host, Zev Brodsky. Welcome to episode four of the Beyond the Perimeter podcast, the podcast where we discuss everything security. If you're a first-time listener, in each episode, we discuss the biggest breach in the past month and interview a different security expert to gain their insights and advice. In this episode, I'll discuss the promo.com data breach and interview Sivan Tila from Perimeter 81 about security hygiene. We'll end the episode with our security tip of the month. Now for the data breach of the month. On July 21st, promo.com, a marketing video creation site, disclosed a data breach that 22 million user records were leaked for free on a hacker form. The leaked data included user email addresses, names, genders, geographic location, and for 2.6 million of their users, their hash passwords. This leak included 1.4 million cracked passwords, which means they were decrypted and could immediately be used by attackers. If you're a customer of promo.com, you should immediately change your password to one that is strong and unique. If you use that same password on other sites, it is strongly advised that you change your password to a unique one at those sites as well. I interviewed Sivan Tila about her experience in cybersecurity and the importance of proper security hygiene. We're excited to have Sivan Tila here on the podcast today. Sivan Tila is a cybersecurity expert with over 14 years of experience. Currently, she's the Director of Solution Architecture at Perimeter 81, founder of Cyber Ladies New York City, and adjacent professor of cybersecurity at Yeshiva University. Sivan fulfilled multiple positions during her service in the ID Israeli Defense Forces, including Intelligence Officer, CISO of Research Analysis Division, and Head of Information Security Department of the Intelligence Corps. In addition, Sivan runs technical and educational workshops in cybersecurity, speaks at conferences around the world, and contributes to information cybersecurity magazines. During the last year, Sivan has dedicated herself to promoting women in security. Sivan, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me today, Zev. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, to get started, as a cybersecurity specialist, when did you start to have an interest in cybersecurity and what sparked it? So, um, I have started my journey in the Israeli Defense Forces as a cybersecurity uh, specialist. And if you would ask me before I joined the Army, uh, if I would think that that's what I'm going to do, I would say no way. But I've been exposed to a fascinating Uh, world and I think that the fact that I had a chance to participate in cybersecurity operations and to get that perspective from the army um, I kind of fell in love with that profession and I think that the fact that it's also a dynamic profession makes it even more interesting to me and that's what I love in in, in the cybersecurity world that no day looks like uh, the other. As you discussed from your experience in the IDF as an officer and a CISO, what security tendencies are you using in your day-to-day life in cybersecurity professionally? Um, So I think that the very basic uh, thing in cybersecurity is to understand, as I mentioned before, that no day looks, uh, each day looks different and uh, we are kind of dealing with uncertainty. And um, understanding that and embracing this uncertainty helps a lot to to manage your day-to-day life. I believe that having, uh, building a cybersecurity strategy 
and that's the right thing to do before you start any project in cybersecurity. You need to understand the environment, you need to understand the threat vectors, and the the attack vectors. You need to manage and build different solution for each environment, but still being able to um, uh, operate in such a, a dynamic uh, environment and to respond in real time in case of an incident. So I, I guess we're seeing it now with the current situation with the pandemic and the fact that many companies are practicing for the first time their business continuity plan. If you have a strong strategy and uh, an updated a business continuity plan, you could succeed and, and get over uh, this uh, crisis. But if you don't have, it just takes more time and more efforts to uh, being able to overcome this challenge. With bringing up the, the COVID and the pandemic, what were like tense things that you were seeing common um, security mistakes by organizations that were not ready for the change of working, taking entire companies remotely? Mm-hmm. For example, so I think that most of the companies were more focused on the communication between their employees and and you know the management and people in the company. So they were more worried about how they can communicate with Zoom. But I think many of them left the security procedures behind. And when they understood that now they have to worry about security, uh, for some of them it was late. And many of them didn't think about that by themselves. It was the regulation that enforced them to apply security uh, procedures and, and policies. So I worked with many healthcare industries now that moved to uh, remote uh, services. And they build a, a new website and, and they Uh, help their employees to uh, install Zoom and other uh, conference uh, applications, but the security became an issue only when they started to engage with customers. And then uh, they understood that they need to think about their privacy and uh, about other uh, security risks that they never thought that they, they're going to deal with. As you said, like they, these healthcare providers, they needed to really train their employees who, did, who lacked uh, security hygiene youth and secu- security training. Like where, as a, like you're a strong believer in security hygiene and security training, where, do you, where did you learn early about this best practices and gain insights that you can help these companies with? So I experienced many um, security incidents during my uh, service in the army. And later on, when I worked for different defense industries and also uh, different companies in the private sector, um, the most uh, common issue is, is the lack of cybersecurity awareness. And that's where, uh, from one end, uh, companies can be, uh, can be hacked. And it's, you know, it's never, uh, it's never fun, I think, uh, to to have your company under an attack. But from the other end, that's the best way to learn and to improve yourself um, and to build a better and stronger strategy. So I think that, you know, I'm trying to think about a, spe- a specific uh, um, incident, but um, I used to build security uh, campaigns, phishing campaigns 
in one of the companies that I worked in. And I think that, I, I don't know if uh, it's okay to, to say that in this uh, interview, but I, I think that at the time when I scheduled a phishing campaign and I got an email the morning later with a campaign that I created and it, I did such a great job. So I was the one who clicked the phishing email. I think that was the moment when I understood that it can happen to everyone and no one is, you know, we are, we are vulnerable. It's just that we are, we want to be, um, to respond immediately and we want to uh, respond fast and many times we don't think about uh, the emails that we see and if it's something that makes sense like an insurance uh, or an invoice or something like that you just click without think and without checking uh, twice or, or three times the the email that you have in front of you so I think that having that experience when I'm clicking on a link in a phishing campaign that I created, that's something that uh, I will always remember. Would you would you suggest that the normal employee's security hygiene is strong, or would you say it really needs to be more security training and security training in most organizations? So I think um, it's an ongoing process. Uh, I mean, it's never enough to just do one-time uh, awareness workshop in a company. It's something that you need to train your employees all the time. Awareness is something that you should, uh, from one end, to, you should build, but you also need to, uh, to make sure uh, you keep uh, the employees uh, aware. And in order to do that, um, it's not enough to do, for example, one fishing campaign, but uh, doing like quarterly campaigns and quarterly workshops and, and um, remind employees all the time that security and uh, the attackers never sleeps and the, the security awareness it has to be always in our mind great great answer what are most businesses and employees lacking when it comes to security hygiene so I think um, well I started with uh, phishing emails so uh, again, I think that's one of the um, most uh, most common uh, attack phishing email or messages that um, uh, looks like legitimate emails and they encouraging the end user to click on a link that takes them to a malicious website or to open a, uh, or to open a malicious attachment. And I think that's uh, something that many companies think they're aware of, but many times, and especially now, it's hard to manage that when we are working remotely. So um, if I, I mean, my prevention tips uh, for that are to the end users are first, just do not click uh, links or open attachments from emails you are not expecting or from unknown senders. And if, even if you know the sender, um, still uh, check it twice and make sure that the sender is, uh, is someone you know and you expect to get an email from. Uh, check the URL uh, of the sender to make sure that it's a legitimate uh, address. And uh, remember that legitimate companies like banks and the government won't put a web link in their email 
to you. They will usually instead advise you to visit their web page and, and logging through the web page. And for companies, I do recommend to use phishing campaigns and to educate um, employees for that. So that's one thing. I think the second uh, problem with many companies are mal malware and viruses. Uh, every day there are thousands of uh, new viruses that you know, created and released uh, in the wild. And some are new, some are existing, but uh, many uh, viruses have a unique signature and vendors create signatures and uh, sets for their antivirus products that need to be kept up to date. And um, my recom recommendation for companies and for ad users is to ensure that uh, you have antivirus software installed on your computer and on uh, the employee's computer and that it's currently supported version and to and make sure to update it automatically. Um, and that's also relevant for um, operation systems updates and software updates. We always need to make sure that uh, we have that uh, those um, systems updated. The last thing uh, that I think we cannot talk about security hygiene without mentioning passwords. That's one of the biggest uh, failings we're sometimes uh, guilty of is using the fact that we're using weak passwords and using the same password for more than one account. So uh, I'm sure everyone are, you know, heard at least once in their life or once when during the, the time they're working in different companies that passwords is an, it's an issue, but it's always good to remind uh, employees and to remind ourselves how to prevent credation, credentials to, to be, uh, how, how to uh, secure our accounts and to make sure that uh, we keep our passwords uh, safe. So um, I think the basics for that would be to always use a secure password with as many car characters as possible and minimum of uh, eight. I think uh, security experts even recommend now a minimum of 12 and to consider and consider using a mix of uh, characters. Another tip is never use the same password for more than one account and uh, always generate a new password. You can use a password manager for that. Um, and would you, would you recommend using different password managers like LastPass or or other ma uh, password managers that people are recommending? Yeah, so I think using a password manager like LastPass, that's a great idea. Uh, and also, uh, you know, enable two-factor authentication. That's an important thing. So you can use a password manager that just, you know, in case someone is getting access to your password manager, it's better to have two-factor authentication for uh, each one of your accounts. And most of the uh, companies and accounts and, of course, uh, cloud providers have that option. Yeah, I think those are the basics uh, when we're talking about awareness and security hygiene. So you, this is like something that um, you brought up a lot of different kind of, you know, malware, uh, phishing. Uh, viruses, uh, making sure software updates and operating system updates are happening, and especially passwords. Um, I think one of the biggest risks we're seeing now is that everyone is moving, everyone has moved to remote working, and there is no real 
cer certain date when everyone's going back to the office. What are would you say are some of the certain uh, remote working remote working um, security risks that um, that people should be aware of? So. Um... First of all, I think that for uh, IT managers and companies, the main challenge is that they can't really control on what's happening in their employees' home network or their end user devices. So for companies, I would suggest to have in place monitoring system and of course a remote access control system that you know helps them from one end encrypt their connection, but also to have control and complete visibility of what's going on in the network. For the end users, I think, you know, be aware of what you're doing. Be aware of the fact that if you're not sure about your home network security and you don't know how to, to manage that, at least make sure you're using a, a right remote access solution and that you are aligned with uh, your employer requirements in terms of uh, security policies and procedures. Uh, we are using now companies and, and, and uh, employees are using more uh, remote desktop protocol applications uh, more than ever. And, and they, we see that a lot in our day-to-day -day work with customers. And uh, that's a risk from one end. It uh, helps us uh, being connected, but all those uh, remote uh, working applications are vulnerable and uh, we need to make sure that we are enabling all our uh, security layers, uh, if it's a VPN or other remote access solution, and if it's a two-factor authentication, and to make sure that we uh, store our resources in the right place, and to make sure we are, if, if I'm an IT manager, I, would, I will need to rethink about my security policies and to update the rules in my firewall and to update my remote access rules and, um, and monitor them. And again, the whole idea of monitoring is in order to be able to respond in real time. So I think those are the main risks and, and uh, in order to respond in real time in case of an incident or to prevent cyber attacks, uh, we need to always have that control on what we're doing and the visibility of the network and users activity. Okay, great. Um, you provided some great tips for end users and IT managers. What is your advice for people for security hygiene moving forward? No matter position, no matter where they're working, just what advice would you provide? You know, we live, everyone are calling it now the digital transformation age. And I think that as things are moving to uh, resources, moving to a uh, cloud, and we are using more security solutions, more digital platforms, we just need to be uh, aware uh, of the fact that as things are becoming more technical and, and as much as we're using now more digital platforms, in the same way, attackers and attacks become more sophisticated. And again, I think all the tips that I gave are relevant, but awareness and uh, having uh, awareness in, for, for end users. Just read about the, the topic. Security is relevant not only for people who work in companies, uh, but also at home. I mean, we do want to know what our kids doing in their free time, in the in the social media, for example, and there are many risks. We're using uh, 
Alexa at home and it has its own risks. Just be aware of the fact that we are surrounded by different devices and make sure you are aware of the privacy aspect of that. And if you're a company, so uh, I would suggest to uh, update uh, your BCP, business continuity plan and disaster recovery plan all the time and be aligned with the relevant attacks and threats uh, in the market or in the cybersecurity area. Great, so you mentioned that like people should be reading and researching. Where can people find find your thing, your, you online when it comes to social media or where you're writing or where you're speaking? So, I mean, for deep learning, I would suggest maybe use a Cybrary. I think it's a good resource that gives uh, free online courses. I'm, I used to write different, uh, for different magazines and, uh, and I used to publish all of that in my uh, LinkedIn account. And also I used to post uh, 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 all the time in, in Twitter. You can follow my Twitter account, security, which uh, that's the name. Again, I, 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 I always love to help anyone who wants to have any advice. Uh, so feel free to reach out in any channel. Great. Uh, Sivan, thanks so much for taking the time providing your insights and security hygiene, security training, and kind of really providing some great points that people can take from this conversation. And um, it was great speaking to you and thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me, Zev. Now for our security tip of the month. Be careful of requests to confirm or update your personal information. Most companies such as banks or universities don't ask for your personal information over email. Don't reveal personal data such as your full name, telephone number, credit card information, or social security number. Better to be safe than sorry. That's this month's episode of the Beyond the Perimeter podcast. Don't forget to join us next month for another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.